Hello Pooja, I'm glad to have you on the show. Hey Radhika, thank you so much for having me on the show and uh, I'm just glad to be uh, one of your guests and um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. So you are a quite famous person in Flutter. So most people who are into Flutter would probably know you but for the purpose of this talk I would be glad if you can introduce yourself to the audience. Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, like, hey, I'm Pooja Bhamik and uh, if you have probably heard about Flutter, you might have uh, stumbled upon probably like my articles in Medium or like uh, my YouTube channel or some talks. So basically, that's what I usually do for the community. I uh, write articles for, uh, you know, mobile development and Flutter, mostly, uh, mostly Flutter. And I also have a YouTube channel that I launched like last year. Um, it's very new. And mostly I got into the, uh, you know, uh, the community by speaking in events like uh, in India and internationally as well. And uh, currently, other than what I do out in the community, I also like work in Creative Stack as a senior product engineer. So that's about it, I guess. <laughs> okay, thank you for the great introduction. So I have prepared many great questions that I would like to ask you. But first, I would like to know how you got into app development field itself. Yeah, that was actually long back, probably in my 11th grade. Uh, so I actually wanted to, you know, um, I had an idea in mind uh, about like uh, uh, an app that I wanted to build for like CBSE uh, board takers because I was uh, taking CBSE exam and uh, just in order to convert that idea into some product, I had to learn uh, Java, uh, XML, etc., to able to like you know create uh, a product or like an app out of it, and that's how I just like made myself learn uh, Java and uh, Android development. At that point of time, we had Eclipse. That was like way before uh, I, you know Gradle in a way. So uh, I guess once I released an app out in play store the reviews the kind of uh, response that it was getting there was like no going back after that i just could not stop developing apps uh, so i think it, it it is it is definitely that first app that got me into app development but like uh, a lot of responses throughout the years kind of kept me uh, in the field uh, in a way yeah Okay, that was great to know. I hope this would have given people more insights about your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so, we would love to know your story about what got you started with Flutter. Yeah, Flutter I think started around um, probably like, uh, probably my third year of engineering when I was interning at a company. Uh, they uh, hired me as an Android engineer, uh, Android intern in a way. And uh, when I joined, they were like, hey, uh, we want to explore Flutter and we want to see if it's a, uh, if it's a good technology to build our product in. And uh, as an intern, I'm just like, you know, supposed to research about it and like help them get started. And I thought it was like a great opportunity for me to like get started on a new technology and framework because by this point, I was doing Android for like three, four years now. So I was like, you know, looking for this another uh, chance to like try out a new thing so because of that internship I started with Flutter 
and once i got it, the hang of it i think there was no going back <laughs> i kind of felt like i was falling in love with mobile development all over again <laughs> okay that was awesome so what are some of the resources you went for when you were first going to learn flutter at that point of time there wasn't much uh, except documentation and uh, really few articles i'm talking about like 2018 uh 2018 in the first half of the year uh and uh, there were very few articles few videos pavan had a lot of videos at that point of time but uh, still very few in comparison to today like today there's like loads and tons of videos on whatever topic you want it's just there somewhere yeah that time i think there was a lot of dependence uh on the documentation and uh, a lot of figuring out yourself uh like uh, uh like just reading the documentation or just reading uh maybe a little bit of examples that people have wor- worked with so uh, uh it was definitely difficult at that point of time yet um that was also the a bigger challenge so i think uh, that worked out in a way today there's a lot of content out there in you know, medium youtube uh, courses etc so today it should not be uh, difficult for the people who are like you know looking to learn flutter but at that point of time it was definitely difficult what advice would you give to someone who is into flutter um i guess uh, one definite thing that i have noticed in people who are learning flutter is uh, is that they are not focusing on the platform specific things so if you are learning flutter and you want to like get hired at a company uh, for like you know uh, you know uh, just doing flutter development there a little bit of knowledge in uh, android uh, platform specific things and or or ios platform specific things really is going to you know give you that edge uh, with uh, like you know other candidates if if uh, you know working is basically your priority for just learning flutter if you just want to try it out uh definitely like you know try out a lot of different different projects and like uh you know just pick out some uh uh ui in dribble uh and just like try to like replicate it whatever like is your favorite app just try to like replicate that app in flutter you're going to learn a lot of things just replicating the things that you're already aware of because at this point maybe you're not like uh good with uh thinking a good uh app idea but you definitely know like okay there's a really good i mean you know that uber is great you know that uh, dribble app is great or you know that reddit ad app is great like try to replicate that in flutter you will learn a lot just doing uh, by just doing that so that's basically like the tips if you want to like learn flutter for yourself and flutter for like just getting hired okay great so now let's move ahead with our next question So how did you get your first job in app development field so what do you think contributed the most I mean definitely the fact that I the uh, like I had a lot of projects in my belt already uh, not like industry projects yet uh, at least in if you just talk about like my full time job by the by this time I already had like three internships so there was some industry experience for sure and most of them were in android uh, itself android and also flutter as well so most of them were in the industry that i was trying to like you know get a full time job, job for but other than that if, if uh, like even though i would like definitely make uh, like you know emphasize that do get internships in uh, college for sure in the field that you're interested in uh, also projects really helped me because it was all over in my github my work was definitely out there i was 
trying to get an online presence with my work as well and uh, that kind of helped me get noticed by companies because work is there projects are there industry experience are there because of uh, internships so in a way it was not really a, a very difficult task to convince people that hey i'm good at android uh, i just had to like show my experience there that's that's something that you definitely uh, who are in college they need to like focus on uh, to like have a lot of proof of work so yeah okay so i have listened to many of your talks and you were working as a senior engineer at bounce share so people who don't know can you uh, describe and brief what is the role of a senior engineer and what was your role as senior engineer at bounce yeah so um like a senior engineer will obviously write code like anyone else uh, but more than that their responsibilities kind of in, uh, include a lot of mentoring uh, mentoring people who are like uh, uh, you know early careers there or like just uh, starting with a technology for me uh, my main job was like to uh, mentor people uh, from native uh, technologies to flutter uh in a way because we were migrating our native code bases to flutter so uh, that was definitely one of my uh, main jobs but uh, uh other than that you know being part in architectural uh, decisions or uh, like code reviews or making sure the quality of the code is maintained uh managing bi-monthly releases but also i kind of worked closely with the design team uh, the product team and the qa team making sure the releases are happening and the communication is happening so uh there is definitely a lot of like people work as well but also uh, uh, the same as like any engineer would do like you're working on features you're working on features end to end so that's that's the kind of thing that i kind of had in bounds where i was working on the migration of the native code base from the native uh, technologies like uh, uh, kotlin and swift to uh, flutter so uh, yeah that's that's mostly my two years been like <laughs> okay so what are your learnings and experience working at bounce it, it was a fabulous learning you like uh, two years almost i guess and uh, the kind of problems that we were solving in the company uh, that definitely made me feel proud like even today even though i'm not part of the company today i still feel proud whenever there's like an achievement so uh, i had the most exponential growth there for sure like uh, from just being uh, like you know a college girl who just like joined uh, to working on a huge migration of a huge code base that was used by 1 million people across cities to almost like managing the releases and learning tons of people skills <laughs> that you can only learn in an industry uh, like this and uh, uh, learning a lot of engineering approaches and learning from a peers about how they tackle xyz in a way uh, so i had a, like a tremendous growth in a way uh, i'm definitely thankful to all the people that i had in bounce for sure yeah Well, thanks for letting our audience know about this. And since now you have moved to Creator Stack, so you are now working as a senior product engineer at Creator Stack. So, what does a product engineer do, and what is your role as senior product engineer at Creator Stack? 
Yeah, the the role is not really different in a way. You can say that there's like a slight variation in the title. Uh, instead of calling like a senior engineer, it's like a senior product engineer. So the product is uh, in a way uh, how we do it in Creator Stack today is that we don't like have uh, titles based on the domain in a way like Flutter developer, Android developer, iOS developer. It's all, every uh, like we all are kind of engineers for the product. So uh, like we we do or uh, like a uh, focus a lot on like you know being full stack as well in a way so uh, like you know just just do doing whatever it takes to build the product uh, so i think product engineers in a way saying that hey you're basically just you know building uh, like just the engineering for the product uh, uh, your role is not based on your domain you can basically like you know move from technology to technology so uh, that's that's just a slight variation the roles and responsibility are exactly the same kind of uh, that i had in bounce as well uh, difference would be that i'm working uh, on the product uh, from scratch and uh, in a way i get to build the product for creators content creators like you and i and that kind of like definitely makes me feel like uh, more relatable to the work and it's more exciting because it's it's a feel that we are kind of like you know um, in so it's like outside of work being a content creator and inside of work it's like you know building the tools so i'm definitely that's a very exciting uh, field in a way so uh, role wise is almost the same otherwise yeah great i have been listening to several of your talks in which you have mentioned that you were always wanted to work with the startups <laughs> so is there any reason behind it uh, definitely the growth factor uh, i could not have learned uh, like in in the level that i learned suppose like in bounds or like creative stack like it's definitely like 2x or 5x of a traditional learning path uh, uh like also it's a, if it's a product company i get to like have ownership and that's something that i really really wanted uh when i i was like you know looking for companies to work for that i wanted to work for a product that i could say that it's like my own and like i'm part of it and uh, like like if, and and you know and it's like if if people are like using it outside on the road like when when i see like people using the bounce app it's like hey my code is there <laughs> so uh definitely like that ownership is um, like really critical for me in a way and that's why startup was definitely like a place where i could you know be part of the product decisions be part of uh like the engineering decisions uh like more closely and you also get to like wear a lot of hats uh in a way sometimes like uh hey in bounce my most my main role was definitely engineering but i was like you know constantly doing organizing hackathons or events like defes etc for the company because i really wanted to like put the company out there in the like community so definitely the, i was more encouraged to do that because like you know do whatever you can to make the product and the company better it's like you don't have to just do your own job uh like even if i'm i'm more like you know want to contribute to design work maybe that also i will be able to do if i really feel that i can contribute well so i think uh, there is definitely like a variety of things that you can do in startups and also the ownership uh definitely uh, makes me want to like you know keep on working there and of course the growth uh, there is no question that the growth is going to be amazing uh, like exponential in a startup for sure okay that was awesome <laughs> it was a great reason and uh, 
now since you are a gde and everyone's journey of becoming a google developer expert is different so what's your journey of becoming a gde for flutter and dart yeah i guess that was probably around 2019 uh even though uh, like i was like you know uh, asked to apply for a gde program since 2018 um i guess i was just you know taking my own time to like really figure out is it really uh like for me or like am i good enough for it or something like that so i think uh, for like a few months i was just thinking on that and then i applied finally in uh, uh beginning of the year in 2019 uh basically the it's the usual process of like you know getting uh, nominated by a google uh you know uh, like either like like a google devrel or like another gde uh, can nominate you for the program because they have already seen your work and um, i guess i did not have to like really work towards being a gde because the only thing that i really needed uh, was already doing was really working for the community there were a lot of like content out and i was like doing a lot of workshops and conferences at that point of time gde was never in my um bucket list because i always i i did not think that i was good enough for it i thought like you really really need to be like super excellent and super expert in it and i was not like super expert in it i was definitely like just happy about the technology and i was just like happily telling people about it um and uh, that's what usually gd uh, you know the program needs is that people who are like you know evangelizing the technology in a way and uh, that's how it came like you know i got nominated i had to like give a community resume and i had to like go through like two interviews with a googler and a gde uh, of uh, like flutter and dart itself but from uh, some other uh, country and um, i guess after a certain point uh, of evaluation it kind of happened in march i guess and uh, yeah i mean like i probably did not believe that oh okay shit i have this uh, expert expert tag now <laughs> but uh, it it happened uh, somehow so yeah pretty grateful for that for sure <laughs> thank you for sharing your journey with us i have seen you have been invited to the flutter live and which is pretty exclusive so could you share your experience of attending flutter live with us yeah i uh that that was also in like 2018 i guess uh so uh, like uh, i i guess again the same reason was that ki okay i've been contributing too much in the community and they were uh planning to like bring on like on board people from like around the world who are like contributors to uh the flutter community uh to come into this one event uh and like just network in a way the the even was nothing but uh the announcement of 1.0 the talks and a lot of networking it was mainly because uh mainly for that i guess so uh i i guess um it was it was probably like in december that the flutter live uh happened and i had to like you know uh i, I got chosen to like attend it in november and in like in half a month or like i don't know two two 
three weeks i had to like get my visa for it which was a very big task because like two three weeks weeks of getting visa for like uk is not a easy task i i almost thought i'm not gonna get to uh, london at all but uh, yeah somehow it happened i had to also miss my um, like uh, semester exams for it but i was like i don't care at this point <laughs> i'm going to london <laughs> So I definitely like uh once I got there it was a, like a real celebrity moment in a way because these are the people that I have been like seeing on Twitter uh throughout uh like the time that I was like working with Flutter and it was like oh my god I know you I know you I know you <laughs> so like it was definitely like a great moment also uh I kind of also got the chance like interview with uh Bim Lele and Andrew and uh, it 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 was uh, definitely like really exciting a uh, one that there was like an interview that was live and my friends were watching from india live that i was like okay this is really like i'm i'm definitely like losing my uh, mind here but then this is like a really crazy my like father watched the uh, video and like shared it around the friends and that was the first time that my work got me out of india and that definitely like you know uh, gave me like a very proud uh, feeling i was just proud of myself in a way <laughs> but like it's just the fact that it was not like any trip or anything it was just my work that got me out and uh, that definitely like i'm super super grateful for that one opportunity uh, that i got because after that things were just you know getting better and better and better um, and till uh, like in a way uh, the pandemic happened <laughs> but uh, <laughs> definitely uh, it, it it was like a really grateful time for me sure, sure for sure yeah wow so you have also mentioned many times about imposter syndrome so we all have something that holds us back so according to you what is imposter syndrome and how one can combat it yeah that's a very interesting question <laughs> so uh, like just the fact that it took me like around around 3 to 4 months just to apply for the gd program speaks of my imposter syndrome as well uh, especially i was still in college i was too young uh, i was just like you know low, i was like definitely not an expert expert in flutter and even today i will say that i'm not an expert in flutter as well even though the tag is there because there's a lot of things that i need to learn uh, even in flutter as well uh, just things are just coming out every day in a way i'm just <laughs> losing track on how to learn them but um, uh, just the fact that you know it took me a time to like you know believe in my own self uh, make uh, like in, in a way that i i kind of was scared that the expert tag is going to like oh god it's very problematic for people who are like going through imposter syndrome like you don't want to be associated with an expert because you feel like oh you're not good enough you feel like you're just uh like a fraud in a way that maybe you're not really knowing everything so uh why the expert tag so definitely that uh, was a lot uh, there was a lot of like, imposter syndrome at that point of time i somehow combat it in a way trying to you know uh i don't know comparing myself not with the people but with uh, who i was yesterday so like hey if i'm better than yesterday i'm good enough if i'm not better than yesterday let me work on it and that's how i kind of like try to convince myself that it it's fine that you're not the 
best uh, but you're probably if you're good enough that's that's enough so uh, it's not always easy to combat uh, imposter syndrome in a way i still like get like uh, times where i'm like you know losing out on things because of that feeling yet there is because of my imposter syndrome i kind of always improve myself every day because i need to be better than yesterday at least so uh, that is the constant feeling that makes me want to like you know be better and uh, so it has worked in a way good and bad for me so uh, definitely like people who are going through imposter syndrome uh, it it's hard for sure uh, but you're good enough just believe that just don't compare yourself with people and because that's the worst that you can do uh, to like you know it, it is definitely like very toxic in a way if you compare yourself with other people like hey that person is doing so much what am i doing everybody is going to have a different journey everybody is going to look good on uh, social media but they probably are going through the same maybe so uh, definitely just compare yourself with yourself only uh, and that should help you you know get over imposter syndrome bit by bit so yeah yeah that was very true and a really great advice <laughs> so and now most college students wait eagerly for placements but why didn't you chose to sit for placements yeah that's that's been really like a really uh, famous question <laughs> uh, once uh, students find out because uh, i don't know for some people it is shocking for some people uh, they want to do that uh, like i i know for some people it's like oh no how did you even manage to like you know get a job without placements and for some people like hey i don't want to sit for placements so tell me how to do it um and uh, i think just the fact that uh placements is not the only way to get a job for sure which everybody sh- should in a way know but definitely placements is an easier way to get a job because you know the uh, college is doing all the work for you uh so they are getting you companies you just have to like sit for it uh yet the companies that we were getting in my college um I was not getting too many good up product startups and I, as I said I wanted to work for startup and I want, wanted to work for an uh, app development as well so just those two were my major uh, reasoning for not like setting for placements it was not like oh, oh I just want to like show that I'm not like uh, I don't need placements and all that it was not nothing like that uh i even like made sure that my cgpa is good enough for like be able to like you know cross the placement uh, barrier uh yet uh, we already knew the kind of companies that we were coming by the fourth year and uh, nothing clicked with me it was not a startup it was not a product start a startup uh it was uh, there were android development jobs but since they were not a startup i was not very really interested in it so i just like chose to like you know try to apply from uh, uh in in the outside sorry uh so i i try to apply uh, outside of college and uh, it, i kind of like got a few leads and uh, one offer probably by the seventh semester itself so after that i did not have to like uh, set for a placement at all because i had an offer in hand already so i think that's the only reasoning i would say like if you think that the companies that are coming in your uh, you know uh, college is good for you or good enough for you and it's basically exactly what you want it's no harm in sitting in placements it's not like a a thing that you have to like show that okay i got a job uh, without placements that's nothing like that 
Yet, if you feel that you do not getting the right kind of companies from your college, you do not have to sit for the wrong companies as well and waste your time as well. So you can definitely start applying outside of college and uh, I don't know, like try to like get your uh, uh, just, just the right opportunity outside. It does not have to be just through placements. It's just an easier way. That's all. Okay. So, and since we are now in a field where technologies keep changing every day, and since you are now working on a full-time job, so do you, so how do you manage to take time out to keep polishing your skills and be updated? I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, um, it's it's definitely been like hectic with uh, the current uh, company as well because like we are at the product launch state as well, and uh, it has been hard. To like you know uh, get out time for myself and even my own community work uh, so uh, uh, like I kind of like you know half my day divided into like uh, my job work my community work and maybe getting a little bit of time to do you know my own upskilling uh, so that does not happen every day I can't like actually sit and like you know upskill myself every day usually it's probably the weekends that sometimes I just like you know get the time out I uh, probably like you know read uh, a lot of articles in a way I don't finish them <laughs> yet I you know just to get to uh, get a flavor of what's happening around me and recently my friend even uh, suggested me something about uh, a brain dump uh, method so whenever I'm like you know trying to learn something and uh, there's a lot of times where you're like hey I don't know this I don't know this I don't know this but at that point in time, if you like just go into the loophole of like, you know, trying to get to know every every word that is there in the uh, article or whatever you're reading, uh, you're probably not going to figure out the, uh, the main thing that you were trying to study. So uh, usually I just brain dump those terms on like a sheet of paper or like my notebook or my iPad or something like that. And like later on, when I feel like I have more time, I just read what are the uh, like things that I had no idea about and pick out some and start reading about that. So I just started that recently and it has been very helpful in uh, you know keeping a note of the things that I don't know because sometimes uh, you're just reading something and you realize ah, I don't know this but then you just like move on uh, and then you forget later on that what was that thing that you actually had no idea about. So brain dumbs are like a really good idea that people can definitely try out. Another thing is that when I actually, you know, watch a conference talk or like a YouTube video, I don't watch it on my bed, just like, you know, lying down and uh, in a way, like a very casual kind of a way, because that way I'm not going to be really absorbing any knowledge out of that video. Uh, so I always like make sure that I have like some kind of notepad in a way and try to like take down notes of what I'm like trying to learn. Uh, maybe I will not like you know focus more on that on uh, that particular day yet I at least I have some notes of what I try to like you know learn some people try to do this uh, sketch noting in a way uh, in a way just to you know uh, absorb knowledge out of a video or a conference talk and that's something that definitely people should you know try out in a way you don't have to be an artist for it you just like have to be a good note taker in a way and uh, that's that's just a uh, few things that I just try out, you know, to make sure that I know what's happening around. Uh, it's definitely hard with uh, like a full-time job as well and also some community work that I'm doing. 
but uh, it's very important for you to also do because otherwise you know just going to become stale your knowledge is becomes uh, your knowledge is going to become stale you know at, at some point of time so yeah definitely try out different ways in how uh, you uh, contain knowledge and uh, keep on keep double uh, down on that so. okay so that was a very good advice and this would be very important for the people who are watching too yeah definitely like the only few time that you get maybe like reduce your netflix time and then try to like you know learn a bit uh, on whatever you whatever platform that you're learning from uh definitely like at least make sure that you have at least two days of uh, at least one hour one hour each of learning uh, in an entire week it is not possible every day for everyone for college students is definitely more possible but for full time people it's just like uh, not possible at all <laughs> but yeah try yeah So when we apply for job resume and cover letters are very important. So what are your some of the tips and advices you will give to someone preparing for their resume or cover letter? Yeah, I have a lot to uh, tell people about uh, you know their resumes and cover letter because I have seen people who are like really good, really good but they don't represent themselves well in the resume and that is the only um like way of someone like trying to know you uh for the first one minute of trying to know you uh, of course they can go into your linkedin they can go to your github but if they don't find your resume attractive enough uh that's it that you're like you know uh, things are over right there so there's like something called like the 7 second rule uh where uh, you have to make sure that your resume is impressive in the first 7 seconds because that's that amount of time that a recruiter will take uh to like you know just scan your resume they probably going to scan your resume for keywords and uh, your experience and uh, mostly or, or like the projects in a way so definitely something to keep in mind is that uh represent your work well and make sure in the first 5 6 lines your work is represented well with the right keywords that the resume is uh, you know intended for or the job is intended for and uh, mention the meaty parts of your project first like the one that is more impressive rather than the one that is like less impressive should be at the bottom of the work experience uh if you feel like you know the kind of job that you're applying for it's it's uh, like you do not have a work experience for for that job uh you only have projects then definitely mention the projects first because again the first f- half of the page should like give a good idea to the person that yes this person knows uh python uh, so uh, he like probably does not have a lot of uh experience but then he knows python so let's let's see that if we can you know try out uh, interviews with uh, him or her so definitely the 7 second rule is something that people really need to uh think about and uh a lot of people like you know just like give one resume for all the jobs that they apply for it definitely should not be like that you should definitely like tailor your resume according to the job description in a way because there are keywords that they are like looking for there are certain aspects of the job that they're looking for like if if a certain job they are like really making sure that you need to have testing experience then do mention the testing experience more prominently in your resume because that's what is going to get you uh, ahead in the 
pool of resumes that they're going to get so uh, i'll have a lot of things uh, that uh, you know you could do uh, in a way to like get your resume better i kind of also like uh, mentor around this uh, in my mentor cruise so if people are interested definitely that's something that they can try out and see if they can have their resume reviewed uh, because i have a lot of experience in like interviewing people in the last two years and i have seen good people get rejected just because of the resume okay so these are some of the great advices and i will also make sure to put the link in the description too thank you <laughs> so now we are coming to the last part of the talk so what would be your advice to any school or college student watching or listening to this show yeah i mean um, definitely one thing that uh, you definitely have to realize as a college student or a school student as well if you're watching as a school student like bravo like you're already like learning stuff <laughs> so uh, uh, definitely like uh, need to realize that this is a golden time for you to experiment with your career choices like you know it's not really uh, given that you have to like coding you it's possible that you might like design or uh, product or like marketing in a way but this is the only time or or a or a very golden time for you to experiment and uh, really understand if is if, if it's for you or not uh like in in uh, school we learn something like uh trial and error method or elimination method and that's what we have to like do with our life career choices as well and that the best time to do it is in college because you do not have to like earn money at this point of time you have that entire four or so for some people it like could be like 3 4 years um definitely try out a lot of things and you know eliminate the ones that does not click with you so if you feel like coding is something that does not click with you and you feel like you're more interested in design that's the time that you can at least like say that okay i have tried coding i hate it but i love design so i'm going to pro, uh, you know uh, have a career in design instead or the vice versa like i don't think i like anything other than coding so uh, i definitely need to like double down on what i like in coding so is it like front end or back end or like i want to try out both so definitely like even with your internships you can try out these industry experiences and really get into that industry and see that do you really like working uh, with people on that particular domain so uh because later on you don't i don't want you to like you know sit in your cubicle and then curse your life and saying that i wish i had chosen a different life or different career for myself uh if you have figured out what clicks for you in college itself it's going to make your actual job career is going to be much easier uh in a way of course for some people if they do not realize it by the college end they can definitely have uh, do it also when they are already in a job but that's the thing that you're all, already wasting your time in a career that you did not want so use these four years uh like really trying to figure out what's best for you and i see a lot of people in college they kind of go for this dream company in a way in a way i would say never look for a dream company but always look for a dream career what is the career that you want to be in companies come and go like today it might be like your dream career might be a dream job or uh, company might be fang because that's like the most uh, famous thing at this point uh, yet it does not necessarily mean that it will also have your dream career 
it's not always like given that your dream career is going to be in your dream company so definitely look for the dream career in a way like how do you want to work what kind of things that you want to work on and what kind of culture that you want what kind of people that you want to work with that is going to define how you proceed yet the dream company part is not going to like really make or break a career in a way it's just going to be like a tag in your resume that's all so yeah that's all i want to tell people in college and school thank you for the advice i really needed this personally that's why i have added <laughs> that a school student in my coaching oh i actually ha- i had no idea that you're not in college i thought you were in college is it really you're in school at, at this point yeah oh nice uh, one second sorry yeah that that is so cool like i always like uh, thought that you know, definitely like you definitely like you know lo- uh, too young uh to uh you know do all these amazing work but i also see a lot of me in you in a way because i used to do a lot when i was in school as well <laughs> at this point i've grown up <laughs> i'm like old now <laughs> but like it's it's very inspiring to see other people also like doing the same and it's it's like amazing yeah, yeah people doing in tech is really exciting because i also take so much inspiration from you too <laughs> oh that's amazing thank, thank you so much I mean I'm definitely like learning a lot from you as well like just just seeing the kind of work that you're doing just this podcast as well it's it's amazing definitely I'm happy that there are people in like I would not say it's like a different generation on that old as well <laughs> but uh, yeah. definitely like you know uh, you might be like I, I don't know like you might actually be like probably like 8 to 9 years older uh, younger than me <laughs> and this is definitely like a shock to me right now that i have like grown really old <laughs> but otherwise you know the people who are doing uh, these kind of work <laughs> in school itself it's amazing it's amazing like absolutely amazing thank you so much and thank you so much pooja for sharing your valuable knowledge experience and insights with us and i will make sure to put all the social handles in the description so people watching so people watching this can check it out and so again thank you so much for coming on the show Thank you so much Radhika it was amazing to be on the show and the kind of uh, discussions that we had i definitely like uh, loved uh, doing that because there were like a lot of good questions that people kind of ask a lot of times and you have covered that already in your podcast so uh, congratulations on doing this and also like thank you for having me here so yeah thank you so much everyone for sticking with us till the end i tried to cover every important topic that could be valuable and serve as an asset for you. So if you find this video helpful, then make sure to share it with all your tag friends and do hit that like button. It really motivates me to make much more quality content for you. And if you have any doubts, suggestions or feedback, then make sure to put it in the comments below. And if you haven't subscribed till now, then make sure to hit the subscribe button because I'm going to come up with amazing content on this channel. And also another amazing episode is coming on the next Monday, so stay tuned. So now I will see you in the next episode. Till then, keep learning, keep growing. Thank you.